Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we are keeping our eye on Britney Spears uh, in any news that comes out of the hearing that she is uh, hopefully presently in. We would like for some news to break at some point during the Colleen and Bradley show. If that could be arranged, that would be great. Thank you. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, uh, Bradley, we have a question for the audience. Right? Yes, we absolutely do. What classic TV show do you wish was available for streaming? What classic TV show do you wish was available for streaming? 651-641-1071. Drop us a line and let us know. We're, there's a reason we're asking, and we'll get to that in just a moment, but that's that's uh, the question for right now. Yes. Okay, so what is the reason we're asking? Um, thanks for asking. You're so welcome. I actually uh, was going to reference this Wall Street Journal article, and uh, of course the internet wants to take it away from me because oh, of paywalls, cute. thank oh, the Lord. Jerks. But I did read this last night, and it got me thinking about uh, a tweet I had seen yesterday. So essentially, the story in the Wall Street Journal is about how streaming uh, there's a streaming war happening, and it's spurring this classic TV arms race. Now, that sounds familiar to you because we just learned yesterday, for example, I think it was Seinfeld. Netflix uh, is has purchased the rights to stream Seinfeld for like some ungodly like amount of money. Like half a billion dollars. It's crazy. Right? So Netflix is paying top dollar for the right to um, stream all of the episodes of Seinfeld. And, and you think to yourself, wow, really? You're going to spend that much money? Well... There's a reason for it, and we can talk about the reasons for it, but I saw a tweet yesterday that uh, somebody put up and essentially said, what unstreamable classic TV show do you wish was available? And wouldn't it be nice if there were actually a streaming service dedicated to the shows that we haven't probably seen very much of since they aired? Um, you know, originally, and I thought, oh my God, there are so many shows that I wish we could finally stream that we haven't been able to. Um, and you know, it's only until recently that we've been able, for example, to stream a show like Designing Women that yeah. just got bought by uh, Hulu. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What classic TV show do you wish you could stream? Do you know what I immediately think of? And I know that you can have access to this on YouTube, but I immediately think of Facts of Life. Oh, yeah. And how badly I wish that that was streaming. Uh, and I actually don't know. See, it used to be YouTube was a uh, much more fertile playground for this kind of streaming. I feel like more and more the like rights issues have been gobbling opportunities like that up, up. off of YouTube. Yeah. So I don't know if that's available. Um, I just thought of like four more. Well, let me give you a couple from our listeners online. Okay. Uh, Jan Brady for real on Twitter said Knott's Landing. Ooh. And uh, 
Live Joyfully says 30-something. Um, the TV show oh, 30-something. I never watched that. I would love to watch that one. Yeah. Um, I just looked to see if you can. No, here's the thing. Like, for example, the one I just looked up was Growing Pains. Show me that smile. Ooh, oh, show, show me, me that, that smile. smile. Okay. Don't waste I, you can stream it, but you got to pay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I wanted to say. Like, I'm talking about a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu where you can just show up and stream at your leisure. You don't have to pay like a, um, you know, like a per download or rental fee. Um, uh, to that end, what was I going to say? Mm, I just thought of two more. Can I say them? What do you think? Punky Brewster. Yeah. Which is coming back. They're rebooting it. So you'd think that they'd want to get that old, the original one, you know, make it streamable. That's number one. Number two, the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. that And that one has like dumb rights issues, courtesy of oh, Carol Burnett herself. I won't go into it. But, I love her, but I'm annoyed by it. But there are only certain episodes that are available for streaming. Um, out of this world, the guy who did this original tweet said, here was the actual tweet. Somebody should start a streaming service for the made for syndication sitcoms of the 80s and 90s that have never seen the light of day since. And he suggested out of this world. Yes, I love that one with, with Evie. Evie. Yeah. Stops time. Would you like to swing on a start? I suggested down to earth. Remember we talked about that? Yes. CBS one that had, uh, oh, what's her name? She's a real housewife now. Uh, yes. Um, Kyle Richards. Yes, that's the one. Um, she was like a teen when they did that show. Yeah, exactly. Anything with Donna Pascal, you know? Yes, exactly. We had a caller call in and say Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, oh yes, that's a good that? one. Apparently not. Um, and I say Walker, Texas Ranger. I looked it up to see if you could stream it anywhere. And from what I see, no. No. Oh, okay. But that was one of my favorite shows. Walker, when I was little... Texas Ranger. Yes. Nikki. Walker, Texas Ranger. I love that you just dropped Walker, Texas That's like Ranger. That's shows that was on at like <laughs> 10 o'clock somewhere. That I right? never could see. I used to watch it with my grandparents all the time. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, and what was the one that somebody just called in about? Remind me again. Malcolm in Malcolm the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, because that just made me think that um, I wish you could stream, and maybe you can. Oh, you can't. Freaks and Geeks. Hmm. You can buy it. Yeah, again, like I'm not buying your dumb CD <laughs> no, box I set want... anymore. I just want to stream it like my Golden Girls, like my Designing Women, yeah. like Three's Company. Yes. Actually, I don't know if Three's Company is available everywhere to stream now that I mention it because I have a couple box sets of the first few seasons, but I don't know that you can actually. Huh. Let's go to the phones. Liz is on the line. Hi, Liz. Liz, what TV show do you wish you could stream? A classic. I always loved the show Sisters with Oh, Ward. God, that's such a good show. Yeah. I used to cry. Wasn't it on Friday nights? Um, I always watched it on Lifetime. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had forgotten right? about that show. It was on from 1991 to 1996. Oh, I used to love What's-Her-Name. Oh, What's-Her-Name. Oh, she was the best. Cela Ward. Cela Ward. And then who was the... Oh, What's-Her... What's her? and... Yeah, this was such a good show. Thank you for giving thank, me that memory today. Yeah, thank you, Liz. Swoozy Kurtz. That's why I was thinking. That's of. a great name. Whatever yeah. happened to Swoozy Kurtz? I think she's still around. Let's go to Denise. Hi, Denise. What classic or old TV show do you wish you could stream? Night Court. Oh, oh me too. Denise, thank you. <laughs> I love that oh, song. I like get cravings for that show, but you cannot watch it. 
Exactly. It's so rude. It looks like you have to um, pay per episode um, on either like Amazon Prime or iTunes. No. So you can't actually just stream it. (laughs) That is wrong. Denise, I'm with you. Thank you so much for your call. And let's go to Nancy and give Nancy. uh, Nancy will have the final word. Hi, Nancy. Nancy, what uh, classic TV show do you wish you could stream? I loved growing up watching Happy Days. Oh, yes. yeah. I wonder if you can watch Happy Days. Thank you, Nancy, for your call. That You know, when I hear stuff like that, like Happy Days, that's the stuff that I would watch on reruns. And you can't, you can barely, there are places, obviously, that air reruns, right? Like our very own MeTV. So, but you can't just, like, I want it on stream. demand. I want it when I want it. And uh, you can stream uh, Happy Days on CBS, but you have to have CBS All Access. But I will say CBS All Access has Family Ties, which I have spent some time streaming and is such a delightful walk down memory lane. I so, love that show, too. Yeah. Can you stream Brady Bunch? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, believe you Where me. Where do you stream it? Uh, I think I stream it on Amazon Prime. Okay. I believe. But y- you better believe, like, trust, that my children have been Amazon, introduced to the Brady Hulu, Bunch on CBS regular. CBS All Access. P.S. You know what? Can we... When we come back, can I just really quickly give you like my uh, my review of last night's very Brady renovation since we just were on the topic of that? Yeah. And then I want to do a little reboot, get the boot, because there's a couple reboot conversations that need to be had. And okay. one of them is sparking some real tempers. We're going to talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so uh, just before we left, uh, some you somebody had asked, was it you, Nikki, that asked if uh, if you could stream the Brady Bunch, and yeah. that made me realize that last night was a very new episode of a very Brady renovation uh, on uh, the TV. Yeah, what is HGTV? the name of that? Thank you, HGTV Network. This what? is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Now, this is like a limited series, a limited run series, and it started last week, and last week's episode was 90 minutes. I didn't know what to expect this week. Yeah. Um, it was a 60 minute episode. And in this one, they redid uh, Mike's office or like that lounge area or what, study mm-hmm. off the living room. Okay. And they redid the kids' bedrooms. Fun. And then the Jack and Jill bedroom or bathroom that's in between. Yeah. The two. Kind of weird. And it is kind of weird. Um, and everybody, all the Brady kids had a very, very, like at least a little bit of a role mm-hmm. in this. Um, actually, that's not entirely true. However, um, mostly what they're doing is they're kind of making it the responsibility of little, like one or two Brady kids for different areas of the house. So they had, um, they had Mike Lookinland who played Bobby and Suzanne Olson who played uh, Susan Olson, who played Cindy, pair up to do the kids' bedrooms. And what they did was remarkable in the sense that, like, there are so many things that they could not get. For example, the wallpaper, that iconic wallpaper. So they have to get it somehow. So they were using a printer that, like, basically did a digital recreation of the wallpaper, very similar to what they had done with the... Um, they did this for the couch also in the living room. Okay. They had to print the fabric for the oh, couch. Wow. It was remarkable. And what they end up coming up with, it's so true to what you remember of the show. Mm -hmm. It is stunning. And I just can't, I still have that exact same feeling I had last week when I watched it. And this is what I was, I was afraid that people would stop watching it after the first episode. And I am hoping that people don't because you will get that same exact feeling every time you watch it of going back home. 
and seeing these people engage and like have that real like visceral memory of being in a place, even though it's not the exact place. Yeah. But but for these kids, for these kids who played all the Brady kids, this is like such a, a memory that's embedded in their bodies because they played those roles for so long. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there's like some sentiment there, too, because they miss the, their TV parents who passed on. Florence Henderson and um, Robert Reed are no longer with us. And so they talk about them in, with fond memories. And it's just neat to see them interacting and having like that, that moment. So yeah. anyway, a nice, delightful revisitation. Please, please, please keep watching uh, the Brady renovation on uh, HDTV. It really is worth all the money that they spent on it. Seriously. Um, But I do want to talk about another potential reboot. Ooh, okay. That people are talking about. And they are sounding off and they're not excited. There has been a conversation and I can't find, we have like a little reboot or get the boot. Reboot or get the boot. Just pretend that that just happened. We don't need to worry about it. So, okay. So the princess bride is the thing that everybody's talking about. I heard about this, but I don't quite understand what kind of a reboot they're talking about. So can you explain this? Well, so there's not like very specific information. So there was a, a profile on Norman Lear that was written up in Variety. Yeah. And in it... Um, and Norman Lear, by the way, was the executive producer of The Princess Bride. Yeah. And in it, it was mentioned um, by Tony, is it, I'm going to say, I'm going to murder his last name, Vinci Cara. Uh, anyway, he's the chief executive of Sony Pictures. He There's a quote from him that says, we have so many people coming to us saying, we want to remake this show or that show. Very famous people whose names I won't use, but they want to redo The Princess Bride. Yeah. And there has been a public outcry against it, yeah. including but not limited to one of the voices leading the charge is Carrie Elwes, who played um, the main character in The Princess Bride. And he said, there is a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity to damage this one, meaning The Princess Bride is truly like the perfect movie. Yeah, you don't, don't mess with it. Yeah, there are certain things that, you know, Sure, go ahead. But when when it's such a good movie, when it's such a memorable piece, when it's such a, you know, in this case, a cult favorite. And timeless, like truly timeless. Yeah, I don't see why then that there's a need to sort of, you know, go back to that place because people already have fond memories of that thing that still exists. It's still around. And not to mention that movie holds up the same way it did when we were young and it first came out. It holds up it, because, like I said, it's timeless. It doesn't take t- there the narrative parts, right, with the um, Fred Savage character um, and his grandpa. Those pieces happen in a different era, but it's still not. You don't get attached to the era. You get attached to the storytelling. Yeah. And, and the fairy tale piece takes. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Part and takes place, it's timeless. So there's no reason. The only thing I can think of is that there are actors and actresses who no doubt are like, I want to play that role. Whatever the role is from that movie. And they think that they have something that they could add to that role. To which I would say, then mount it as a stage show. Take it and put it on the stage. Has it ever been on the stage? I don't think it has. I don't know. But even then, it's like, I mean, so often when they take a movie and then they try to make a musical out of it, it's usually crap. I agree. um, But I'd rather have them do that than sully it in front of all of our eyes. How about just come up with a better idea? Because I I don't think anybody's going to be like super excited about this. Even if you connect some really famous names to it, like... Again, I just I don't I don't feel like what I what I think might have it's interesting with this particular story. It sounds like maybe he was floating a trial balloon. Yeah. And you know, the audience reaction was such that they're like, Okay, maybe we're not gonna do this because people don't seem to want it. Well, I'm hoping that that is exactly what they were doing because it's absolutely asinine. Also, somebody tried to call out Seth Rogan and say over Twitter, Hey, Seth Rogan, this is you admit it, meaning you're the person who wants to redo this movie, just admit it. And Seth Rogan, to his credit, said, I would never dare so again i think for the most part the popular opinion is no we may not touch princess bride which i support yeah because it is the perfect movie i don't see a reason uh and now one more really quick we just have to have we did not we were not able to give this moment it's due yesterday and now we have about 30 seconds to do so but yesterday we kind of skimmed over this the plot of this uh reboot of Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And um, again, just to remind you, here's the, the slug line for it. When California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools, he proposes that they send the affected students to the highest performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed, hilarious dose of reality. Wait, did you say governor? Yes. And this, my reaction to this is, this is not a true reboot. So please don't do it. Well, yeah, no. What's his name was Zach Morris was not even contacted about this project. So this Meaning was not Mark something. Paul Gossler. Yeah. yeah. Rude. Yeah. This is not a reboot. We must stand up against this. This cannot happen. This is a get the boot. Stop it. We're giving get that the one the boot. boot. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D bags for you after D-berg. this. We've got some celebrities behaving badly that we just got to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi, Biatches. And we've got a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is. Your mom. Oh, God. No, I hate when I do this because then I have to say the other word, which I it know. really is D bag. Yep, Sorry. Exactly. There you go. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. I don't of think your mom's Thank you. I don't either. Nobody's mom. Okay, maybe with this one mom, mm-hmm. but I'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. My D bag for the day is Harvey Weinstein's attorney. Ooh. And frankly, Gail King, Oprah, Harvey Weinstein. And the Weinstein. whole lot of them. 
Uh, Lisa Bloom. Okay. And a lot of other people. But here's why I said Harvey Weinstein's attorney. Odd that I would pick that for today, right, of all days? Yes. But it's because I saw this article yesterday. Weinstein's attorney says his whole life has been ruined. He never gets to be Harvey Weinstein ever again. (laughs) Good. To that I say good. Exactly. There are a lot of women around the world who are grateful that he doesn't get to be the Harvey Weinstein that he was. He wasn't very good at it in the first place. An attorney who's representing... Hold on. Down girl. Down girl. Down girl. Deep breaths because I want to tell the story uh, and why I think she's a D-bag. An attorney representing disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein in that sexual assault case, which is set to go to trial next year, did an interview with Gail King on Tuesday. And her name is Donna Rattuno. And uh, she says that she believes no matter the outcome of these pending uh, charges in which two women accuse him of sexual assault, he, quote, will pay the biggest price there is. Uh, Let me go on. I know. I just had to blow up a little bit. Go. Even if he wins, Gail, his whole life has been ruined, toppled, damaged. And whether it's by his own doing or others, that's the fact. And the fact is that no matter what we do, we can walk out of that courtroom with a not guilty and walk him onto those courtroom steps. And he never gets to be Harvey Weinstein ever again. Good. 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 Is there more? Can I go off? No, I mean, I yeah. What do you want to say? I just like, yes, of course, he doesn't get to be Harvey Weinstein again. And if there were not, if it were not for the, the. However many, I can't even remember how many women there are anymore, which is unfortunate because I should know them and I should know them by name. But the the many women who have accused him of the things that he has been accused of, of sexual assault, of rape, of uh, any number of horrible, humiliating, life altering things. He should not be able to walk out of there and be the power hungry, disgusting human being that he has been in the past because those women don't get to be who they were either. Go on. Did you, did you make your point? No, but I, that's all I can do right now. So the reason that I chose her as my D bag today in part because of all those words you just said, um, but also because you're gross. Like that's your job. I would encourage you, ma'am to go read. She said the book that's currently on bookstore shelves that details um, the account of the guy that you're working for for decades, going all the way back to the 1990s and his pathological, systematic, like, yes, I do think that all things are true in the sense that um, he deserves to stay in court. He deserves to be, you know, to have a fair trial. Um, justice is a very important thing, as is journalism and and the fairness of journalism um is critical and crucial to telling the correct story. So like, I just feel like if you read that book, if you um, have paid attention um, to the story since 2017, when it broke, who in their right mind would want Harvey Weinstein to be the same person ever again, including, but not limited to Harvey Weinstein. Right. right? Like that's just an odd way. Like, and yeah. Now add to that, that she is talking to a gal named Gail King. I'm not going to say anything about Gail or her friend Oprah. Mm-hmm. You don't have except to. Except that our good friend 
NT uh, lawyer who does our blind items. He, they're not our blind items, but he but writes. But we like to own them. But we own them because <laughs> we can. No, he writes blind items for crazydaysandnights.net. He essentially was like, well, of course Gail is going to get this interview because guess who is buddy buddy with um, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein? And to that end, I that's why I did want to make this a little bit broader. You know, like I like to poke fun at certain people that the rest of the world loves and adores. And one of those people is Oprah. And it's not that I think Oprah's like a horrible person. She's not Harvey Weinstein. I don't think she was like aiding and abetting Harvey Weinstein. But I do think that there are a lot of people surrounding Harvey Weinstein in positions of power who are far more concerned. And I actually include Gwyneth Paltrow in this, even though in the book that I've been reading, I will say she comes off as a much more helpful person than we maybe thought to give credit, Mm -hmm. give her credit for. But I will say that she still had her own particular um, concerns that were related far more to her own um, personal interests yeah. and financial um, means. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, whether it's Gwyneth Paltrow, Oprah Winfrey, Hillary Clinton, or, you know, any of the people that were powerful surrounding Harvey Weinstein, they have some culpability, not for his actions, but for protecting him in a moment when the rest of the world was trying to come to grips with something that women have had to deal with for decades. People like Gloria Allred, people like Lisa Bloom, they are far more culpable than, you know, say Oprah Winfrey. But um, I feel like if you are going to go around speaking truth, you need to speak truth. It better be some true when it's, or truth. When it's not comfortable for you. Yeah, yes. Certain people. Oprah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are all about speaking truth in a moment when it works for them financially or otherwise. Mm-hmm. But are they for speaking truth in these moments, their own responsibility or their own relationship with this you know, person who, because again, I just encourage you to read the book because it's not just about like you have creepy friends. It's like when you are a part of a, uh, a system that allows that behavior to continue you you are doing things you don't even realize to keep that that power structure. Yeah, in. you're complicit in yeah. in the wrongdoing. Yeah, I I will just say too as another plug for the book she said that you and I are both uh, reading. I'm putting that loose quotes. We're both listening to it. Yeah. Um, and I'm Listen a little is bit reading. It is. FYI. You're right. You're right. And I'm a little bit farther behind than you are, but I'm getting there. Um, but what I will say about that book, and this is a plug for that book because I do want people to read it because we will get emails or tweets or comments from people that are like innocent until proven guilty. I do not disagree with you in the sense that yes, in the legal sense, innocent until proven guilty in the legal sense. Yeah. But this, but these journalists will explain to you. And I do think this is important information for the world to have what journalism looks like and what journalistic ethics are and the standard that they are held to. Lest you should think that a journalist would act in their own self-interest and go out there and just blurt out what they think the situation is. No. And you, and you see it well laid out and I give credit to the two women who, who uh, spearheaded this story in the first place. Thank you. And to the writing that they do in this book where they lay out meticulously what their responsibility is as journalists Mm -hmm. in terms of how they have voices heard, how they give the other side of the story a chance to rebut what happens when that happens. Um, you just got to read the book yeah. and I bet you, you will come out the other side with, a with your eyes opened to a lot of interesting things. Yeah. And if you're just quick to sort of, 
um, jump on sides because of a particular, I don't know, bias that you have, I would just encourage you again, as Colleen has, to read the book because it'll start to break that down. And you just start to see the things that are around you and like how, you know. And not just with regard to this story. Generally speaking, how things are represented to you. I I guarantee you you are going to question in your own life, what are my blind spots? What are the things that I am justifying because I don't want to get in the way? It's not my responsibility. I don't want to be a part of this. I just want to get about my life. Like, you know, I guarantee we can all relate to that. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I am grateful for this book. But it also makes me look at stories like this and go, "Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm." What what are we trying to do right now? Give Harvey Weinstein the opportunity to... To be rehabilitated for what? Yeah. I mean, he clearly, the man, what redeeming quality does he have to offer society at this moment? Because for decades, he was able to keep this. And has taken no responsibility. Exactly. Zero. And probably won't. Uh, okay, I got a D-bag. Okay. I got a D-bag. Speaking of taking responsibility. Um, do you know Jeff Lewis? Do you know who he is? You'd know do him I? if you saw him. Uh, you would know Jeff Lewis from... Uh, gosh darn it. Now I gotta, I gotta know where we know him from because I just, you would know him oh, from yeah. he's, uh, American. Um, he's an, he's an interior designer. He's from that show. Flipping out. Yes. Thank you. I could he not does it get with that it. lady and the two of them are the most annoying people, but I love their show. Okay. Well, let me just tell you what he's done mm-hmm. and then you can tell me how you feel about him. He has a, a serious XM radio show. Okay. And, uh, on this show on Tuesday, he talked so he's got a daughter who goes to a Montessori school I believe she's three years old okay. and uh, he go two-year-old he's, she's two and uh, he, he did a bit on his radio show about the moms at the Montessori school where his daughter goes oh. he read emails back and forth from the moms at the preschool uh, he was, and then, and like aired a ton of actual information, but not, not specific information, meaning he did not say the name of the school. He did not say any of the names of the parents. However, he did read the emails that went back and forth, um, around the time of orientation at this Montessori preschool and made fun of the women, uh, and said such things as, uh, he joked about, uh, hosting a backroom key party for them uh well then he got a phone call from the school and they said we are expelling your daughter monroe oh no your two-year-old because of your behavior i listen i don't blame them at all that was terrible behavior on his part because they don't i mean i wouldn't want to be associated with him yeah if you thought all of your correspondences were going to be aired out over the radio, oh gosh, yeah. that is a valuable. I would not have read emails. No, that is a valuable lesson that one must learn when they are in his position. What did he say? Did he apologize? Uh, no, and that's the thing. It's mm. like he doubles down on it, and he basically was like, "Listen, I knew there was a possibility I'd have to get into a vulnerable state, and I'd have to be apologetic and remorseful. So I just got into character." This is, he's talking about, now he's talking about the phone call he had with the headmistress at this Montessori school as she's calling him to tell him, we're expelling your daughter. And he's like, apparently I mentioned a few things about the school on air, back to school night, parent night. Uh, and he, but he felt like he was being lectured as a parent during uh, this event. And, uh, you know, be, essentially he tried to apologize his way out of it only to the headmistress. Mm. 
she was like, sorry, end of story. She's no longer welcome at the school. And so now he's doubled down and he's not apologizing and he's blaming it on the school. That's a valuable lesson. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to gossip, you better be real careful. You have to be very careful. Well, and you just can't like you cannot open the phone or your microphone. It's a responsibility. And (laughs) no, it is, though. You can't you just can't do it. Like, I would never dare open up the micro and uh, trust me, there have been times in my life that there, that the correspondences between parents have been just ripe for a conversation on the radio, but I would not do that because that is not information. That's not public information. It is not to protect my children and to just be a decent human. I know it's hard. It's not hard. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. He's having a hard time I'm with it. saying for his benefit. Yeah, poor guy. Poor Jeff Lewis. Something tells me that he will find some other privileged, uh, not daycare, preschool, preschool his child. Yeah, he'll yeah. be just, they're, they're all fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Everybody, nobody worry about Jeff Lewis. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, don't worry about Chonus either, because we got oh, a Chonus God. bonus. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, our favorite publicationship. We're going to talk about them, unless we get some news about what's going on with Britney Spears. We'll be back after oh. this on My Talk 107.1. Oh my gosh, you guys. There's so much news going on. There's so many things that we're paying attention to. We believe that the hearing uh, for Britney Spears' conservatorship is underway as we speak. We are trying to keep our eyes on that prize on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Um, but since we don't have any new information about that just yet, I do want to tell you about our favorite publicationship. Guess what? It's time for a Jonas bonus. It's time for a Jonas bonus. Okay. What are these two ladies up to? Okay. When you say these two ladies, which ladies are you speaking of? Uh, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Jonas. Chopra. You know what I mean? Yes. Priyanka Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Okay. Well, so... You know, all this, this publicationship and what is a publicationship, by the way? It's a relationship used for the sole purpose of advancing one's career, usually in the entertainment industry. These two cannot stop getting headlines. <laughs> I bet that they have a I bet they have a calendar where they have mapped out all the things that they're going to do in order to get headlines. And it just so happens that Nick Jonas had a birthday when he was where? Here. Here in the Twin Cities. And so, of course, Priyanka Chopra did it up for her man's birthday. Yeah, I heard it was pretty, like, womp-wompy, but, you know, tell me more. Well, you're just thinking about the part that happened during the concert, where she came out with a cake and had everybody sing. Mm -hmm. But let me just, I'm going to just bring you the whole entire platter, and then I'm going to tell you why I think this is all very strange. Okay. okay? <clears throat> so first of all, uh, she went to Twitter or I'm sorry, Instagram, and she made like a trailer for him, like this beautiful, like movie of all their special moments. I believe literally it's only the few moments they've ever actually spent together, but she made like a little trailer and then she w- wrote the following sentiment. 
the light of my life. Every day with you is better than the last. You deserve all the happiness in the world. Thank you for being the most generous man I've ever met. Mm. Thank you mm. for being mine. Happy birthday, John. I love you, mm-hmm. Nick Jonas. Now, J-A-A-N, I probably pronounced it wrong, but it is the word, it is the Hindi word for life. It also is used as like a, like my darling. It's a, a term of endearment. Life. I know that from I watching the video, you. John Pichanho. It's a wonderful oh. YouTube video you should watch. It's a dance. Thank you. Yeah. Anywho. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. Anyway, so that's okay. So that's what she did, at least on the Insties. To your point, Bradley, she also brought him a cake on stage at the Jonas Brothers concert and had everybody sing happy birthday. But the other thing she did is she threw an elaborate birthday party for him. And this occurred apparently in Chicago, which was a stop right before St. Paul. Okay. So this was apparently the big bash. Where, um, and he tweeted about this on Wednesday night. He was like, I've been lucky enough to celebrate my 27th birthday over the past couple of days with family, friends, and fans in Chicago and St. Paul. And he thanked his beautiful wife. He said, my beautiful wife surprised me with a touch football game with some of my closest friends and family on the one and only Soldier Field in Chicago. Three exclamation points, followed by a few hours of Top Golf, and then a party where pizza, tequila, cake, and cigars were involved. Okay, so what did you just hear in all of that? SponCon. SponCon, SponCon, SponCon. Sponsored content. We went to Top Golf. I bet they paid for that. Um, and we if, had pizza. And if they didn't, they certainly will never pay for it again. Exactly. Uh, they had pizza, tequila. Why did they have tequila, Bradley? Oh, because they have their own tequila brand. Why did the they boys have, do. Why did they have cigars? Because uh, Jonas, Nick? Nick Jonas, was on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine. Yes, exactly. And he tweeted a bunch of photographs. So here's where I am going to, I'm going to be rude and nasty. Okay. <sighs> Guess, like that's a lot, right? That's an extravagant birthday party. Yep. Okay. How many I mean, years it's... old do you think Nick Jonas turned on this birthday? Well, I know he only turned like 27. 27. That's not an, I mean, no. I'm not saying that that's not an accomplishment, you know, in some well, eras of the world. Actually, it is it an accomplishment is because deal. the rule of 27. This is true. Okay. Good point. Especially okay, with musicians. Okay, Making it just, to your 27th birthday is a big deal. So you just poked holes in All my right. entire But argument. I don't think that's why no. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas chose to celebrate this birthday so over the top elite. I mean, it's not like there was a zero on the end of his age. 27. I mean, yes, congratulations. You turned 27. Maybe get together with some friends. Just wait till that man turns 30. Jeez. Forget it. I mean, if she's still around. You know, how is this thing going to wrap up? I think about that from time to time. And here's the thing that I would say. It just seems so mind numbing and boring and just banal. Like, look, I ain't fancy. Most birthdays, if you took me to Supermoon and then I got my princess tour cake, I would be happy. That's all you need. Right. From Willets, it's a great cake. I just did a spawn con, <laughs> except for that and Supermoon. Yeah, of course they. But they're never, not paying for yeah, it. They're not paying that for would, it. Those were genuine feelings. Okay, so maybe I am basically no. But my point is, like, you know, like if somebody said, like, "Hey, I'm gonna do it up for your birthday. Let me take you know control." I'd be like, "Okay," but then I did like all of these things that I like that were just like 
opportunities to mention other people's products and get free stuff. Yes. Like that would just be so sad no, after it's a while. So sad. Because you're like, oh, I'm really celebrating my life, which is really just an opportunity. Okay, sure, you're making money, but like just that seems sad. It is sad. The whole thing is sad. But you know what? He's he's fine because he's, <laughs> he's got a funny. career um, and he's got a fake wife and everything seems to be going quite well Did for Nick Jonas. Did you see his cake, by the way? Mm-mm. The cake is literally the tequila brand. It's it, it's It literally is branded with the oh. tequila brand. And it says, live life as it should be, which is their logo or slogan. And then it says, happy birthday, Nick. I mean... You too. The jig is up. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what are the foods that you have seen advertised recently that you want us to try for our cheat day? We have two that we are really excited to try, but we need your help. 651-641-1071. We'll be back after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.